0: This radio show is a paid placement.
1: Live the next chapter of your life on your terms. Stay tuned for the latest on retirement planning, tax strategies, and other financial news to grow your nest egg. This is Retire Right with Sean Mueller, powered by Mueller Retirement Planning. Let's
2: get this party started, huh? Hey there, welcome back. Thanks for joining us on Retire Right with Sean Mueller. I'm James Parker, and every week I get together with Sean to help you get ready for retirement. You know, even if you don't have the retirement date in your mind, even if you haven't even put much thought into it, retirement's coming up for you. All you have to do is live long enough, and it's uh, a guaranteed for all of us. And so that's what this show is all about. Welcome to the show, Sean. How's it going? It's going great, James. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Look, we're talking about taxes and I don't know if I've expressed myself clear enough on the show. I absolutely despise taxes with the hot, hot heated of, of a thousand suns. And one of the things that irks me about taxes so much is how they're unnecessarily complicated and you see tax regime that's stacked on tax regime, stacked on this other tax plan, stacked on this other tax program. And so I can't go around the corner to get a gallon of milk without running into 16 taxes. And then when I turn on the TV and listen to the discussion on what they're going to do about my taxes, everyone's talking about either raising them or making them stay the same. This is not a fun process for me to talk about. And I would like to know how we got here. How how is this tax system so Byzantine and so
3: onerous and such a pain in my backside, Sean? Wow, man. It's because uh, we may have given Congress a little bit too much power. So originally, we gave them limited power to impose at least a few taxes. And basically, it started uh, on specific goods and services like alcohol and tobacco. And, you know, you give them an inch, they take a mile. And then the first estate tax that was enacted in uh, 1797. And, and really, that was to, to help fund the U.S. Navy, which, you know, things like that are understandable. And uh, and then basically uh, that was repealed and then came back again. And then really the modern estate tax nowadays was implemented in 1916. So but again, it all comes down to, you know, you give an inch, they take a mile, you know, a a lot of these things, they start to make sense. And then to your point. They add it on every single thing. You can't do anything without paying some form of a tax. It's like it's like going to the hotel and you're like, okay, they tell you the rate, you know, is 199 for the night, and then you get your bill the next day, and they add, you know, convenience tax, this tax, uh, being a person tax, whatever it is. Airport, tax. Next, you know, you're paying. Yeah, you're paying 325. You're like, wait a minute, I thought it was only 199. So
2: yeah, and uh, I'm not even in an airport. <laughs> right.
3: So it, I don't understand it, but it started because, you know, a little bit, it makes sense. Great. We're on board. And then they say, you know what? We can really start to tax everything. See, this makes me all jealous. When you go through the history,
2: I'm just reminded that somewhere down the line, my great, great, great grandfather, he didn't have to pay a tax on all this stuff. He didn't have to pay a gasoline tax. And oh, to be fair, I don't think he used gasoline, but you, you get the point.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And uh, and, and basically uh, uh, the income tax, When we are talking about the modern day income tax that started in 1913. And when you're talking Ooh. about the- in- that's, that's the crowd going boo. <laughs> and, and basically the top tax bracket at, at that point, the rate was 7% when it started. All right. So if you're talking about the income tax today, the top rate is marginal tax bracket is 37%. So we went from 7 to thirty-seven, it's been higher than that in the past. But again, it's just you know showing you they start small and it just continues to get crazy and out of control. Yeah. So uh,
2: wh- where do we go on taxes after this? Uh, I have a feeling that they are going to find more ways to tax us. And can I can I put a scary prediction out there? Sure. I am somewhat shocked at how little the government has tried to tax us through all this online stuff because starting in the 90s there has been this entirely new industry that never existed before and I'm surprised it's gone this long without them figuring out you know well for every direct message you got to pay a penny direct message tax or for an email tax you know like they did the stamp act this that sounds like something that would translate historically straight to online um I, i'm surprised that it hadn't happened yet but i also think they're going to be trying that very
3: soon yeah because i mean it would be it's a complicated thing to do that but yeah to your point i i would agree and it's it, and it's really i i remember you know years back when crypto first started cryptocurrency you know uh you didn't have to report it now you have to report it on your taxes and that so you know they're gonna slowly find ways to to make sure that everybody's uh you know paying their paying their fair share as far as taxes anyway, even though I hate that when people say they need to pay their fair share. Look, you know, it, you guys are writing the rules. People are are paying what they, they need to pay. So I, everybody's paying their fair share. All right, Sean
2: Mueller from Mueller Retirement Planning. Uh, I don't like taxes. I want to get a plan in place. So Uncle Sam takes the absolute minimum required by law. How do I do that?
3: Yeah. Well, you, first you got to come in and see us and then uh, we can uh, have a conversation as far as you know, what do you have? What type of taxable accounts do you have, non-taxable accounts, and really set up a portfolio that could be the most tax efficient for what you're trying to accomplish. So if you don't have a plan, then there's not a chance that you're going to be able to, to somewhat control how much you're paying in taxes. But there are definitely ways to uh, help minimize taxes, especially in the future knowing that taxes, the way they're written right now, the 2017 Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, we know that that is going to be expiring December 31st of 2025. So, you know, knowing that, you, that you still have time, Start you know, be proactive right now. A couple of things even changed uh, over that time. If you guys remember when that uh, 2017 legislation was passed, um, corporations got a tax cut. Now, uh, it used to be the corporate tax rate was 35%. They cut it to 21%. Uh, and as far as we know, that that's gonna be uh, uh, really a permanent tax cut for them. But individuals uh, to their marginal tax bracket, they got about roughly about a 3% tax cut for individuals. And we know that the top tax rate uh, at that time was 39.6%. They dropped it down to 37%. And if things expire the way they're supposed to be December 31st of 2025, that's going to be going back up um, and your taxes most likely will be going back up. So we got to be proactive about these things.
2: All right. That's Sean Mueller from Mueller Retirement Planning. 248-988-9696 is his phone number. Website is MuellerRetirementPlanning.com. And one of the, the most complex tax issues we talk about on the show, Sean, has been the weird rules around how your social security is taxed, how it's included in your tax, how they figure out if it's included in your tax, and then how much is included in your tax. And it, th- that's that's one of the bigger messes.
3: Yeah. So a lot of folks, that's their number one uh, question. They come in, you know, is my social security going to get taxed? And what does that look like? And and I would say for the large majority of folks, in some form or fashion, your social security will get taxed. So let's just kind of go over what that looks like, if you're an individual tax filer and your income's between twenty five thousand and thirty four thousand, and when when we're talking about that, we're talking about provisional income. Basically, fifty percent of your benefit will get taxed off that, and then anything if your income's over thirty four thousand and you're individual filer, eighty five percent of your social security benefit will get taxed. So that's if you're individual. If you're joint, if you so basically you're uh, married filing jointly on your taxes your income's between 32,000 and 44,000, 50% of your social security benefit will get taxed if it's over that 44,000. dollars I would say the 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 majority of folks, uh their income is over that 44,000, 85% of their social security benefit will or may get taxed. This is what makes me so frustrated. The government gives me money and then they're
2: like, "Hey, you owe me some of that back." Well, why didn't you just keep it? No, you got to yeah. figure out how much to pay. Well, how much do I pay? Well, I don't know. It might not be included at all. Well, how do I find out? Well, take half of that, add it with the rest of your income, and if it's below this really low number, then yeah, you're here in the clear. But these thresholds that you mentioned, I mean, it, it doesn't take a whole lot to get over $34,000, and then boom, you're uh, getting your, your Social Security income benefits taxed. Okay, so I'm, they're getting taxed. Well, half of them are getting taxed. Okay, this is getting ridiculously complicated.
3: Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it, and it is, and it's frustrating. And most folks, you know, they feel bad when you tell them, "Hey, guess what? Eighty-five percent of your benefits going to get taxed." But in reality, if eighty-five percent of your benefit wasn't getting taxed, your income is going to be pretty low. Now, one of the ways of of trying to minimize uh, your income in in retirement, as far as the income that will get taxed, is looking for those tax free uh, accounts, those Roth IRAs, building up your Roths up until you retire. That way you can pull tax-free money out of there and that's not gonna go towards your overall income. Maybe it's setting up an index universal life policy, letting that grow and then taking tax-free loans off of it. That way your income is solved for in retirement, but you're not having to really pull out of those taxable accounts. But then you gotta factor in required minimum distributions. So those are your pre-tax accounts, those traditional IRAs. When you're pulling off of there, you're getting taxed dollar for dollar as you're pulling off. So maybe if it makes sense for you, looking to do some Roth conversions, maybe even early in your retirement. That way later in your retirement, you could pull off those Roth accounts. Again, tax-free. So these are some of the things you need to start thinking about. Yeah, that Roth is sounding sweeter every episode
2: we do just because I despise taxes so much. And it's, it's I don't know, it just, hey, here's some money. You got to give me some of it back, but I you have to hire professional. It's so complicated. You have to hire a professional to figure out how much to give me back. And if you don't and you get it wrong, you go to prison. Yeah, and
3: we loaned it to them, right? I mean, if you even want to call it a loan, they took it from us, actually. And and, it's our money, then we're just getting it. Yeah, they're supposed to be what investing it and giving it to other people and blah blah blah. But then we gotta pay taxes on it again. So, see, Sean, this is why I'm a do-it-yourself investor now. But
2: as I get closer, I think about ten years out, I'm I'm gonna I have to get a written plan.
3: Yeah, it's imperative that you get a written plan. And, and these are the, the things that, you know, we're doing, we're worrying about that, you know, you're going to be retired or you're in retirement. You don't want to, you know, have to read about all of this stuff and, and try to figure out, am I doing the right thing? No, you hire a professional like us. That way we can make sure that you're doing the right thing. All right. If you're
2: interested in any of this, if you despise taxes, like I do, Sean can help you with that. Two four eight nine eight eight ninety six ninety six two four eight. 9889696 the website is mullerretirementplanning.com and when you want to come into the office it's in Southfield where in Southfield how far away are you from the guy listening right now
3: Probably pretty darn close to you. We're in Southfield. So right here in Metro Detroit, just south of 696 off of Evergreen Road, right across the Southfield Public Library in the atrium building. We'd love to see you here in office. We also do Zoom meetings if that's a little bit more convenient, but we love seeing you here in person. And again, you can make your appointment by calling 248-988-9696 or going to our website at mullerretirementplanning.com and booking your complimentary appointment today.
2: All right, stick around. More financial goodness is on the way. I'm James Parker. This is Retire Right with Sean Mueller.
0: Turn your plans of yesterday into yes, today. Don't wait another day for a routine checkup of your retirement plans. Text right to 248-988-9696. That's R-I-G-H-T to 248-988-9696. From the pitch
4: swung that a little too soon. Strike three, you're out. To the joke told at the wrong time. To barely missing your connecting flight. This is the final boarding call for Flight 109 to Chicago. Timing is everything. The same can be true for your Social Security benefits. Take them too soon and you could leave a lot of money on the table. Take them too late and you might spend down too much of your savings. Everybody's situation is different, but taking your Social Security benefits at the right time is important for your retirement success. Sean Mueller and his team at Mueller Retirement Planning understand Social Security and can help you make decisions that are best for you. Call 248 248- 988 9696 to start optimizing your benefits today. That's 248 988 9696. Timing is everything. So don't delay. Call Sean Mueller and his team now 248 988 9696. Firm is not affiliated with the U.S. government. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management LLC, a registered investment advisor.
3: Hi, this is Sean Mueller, founder and CEO of Mueller Retirement Planning. And I want to thank you for tuning in to today's program. I just want to let you know that you can now take Retire Right with you on the go. We are now listed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. Whether you're driving, running errands, or working around your home, you can listen to Retire Right wherever you get your podcast. That's Retire Right with Sean Mueller. Thanks again. Now back to the show. You seem like a drum guy to me
2: i do own a drum set but that's just i don't have enough friends to make a band so i end up having to play everything
3: myself playing instruments yeah i've
2: got other passions i bet you're really good with the spreadsheet and that is far more valuable than acoustic guitar
3: yeah so maybe in retirement i will pick up a new hobby and try new things and i'll try and do some tax planning we've made it back this is retire right
2: brought to you by mueller retirement planning Welcome back. You're listening to Retire Right with Sean Mueller. I'm James Parker and many Americans. I have an IRA. Chances are you have an IRA or something like an IRA, 401k, something to that effect. One of these pre-tax accounts. The total value of all these accounts in America is around $19 trillion as of 2020. And so we need to talk about this, Sean. That $19 trillion, I don't get to say that amount of money very often. I mean, the federal budget's only like, what, four or five something trillion bucks. And so uh, I think if we have something this huge, it's pretty important that the guy listening understands some of the rules that surround uh, the 401k money or the IRA or wh- whatever you have when it comes to you know how you set this up, how's it gonna be taxed, how do you guard against losses? This seems like a pretty big topic to talk about.
3: Yeah, uh, that's where most of our money is, those pre-tax accounts, uh, traditional IRAs, 401ks, 403bs, you name it. And when you're planning for retirement income, that you can't outlive, you can't forget about those pesky taxes. And I get folks that come in here and they they definitely forget that the government has their hand in their account. That's not all of their money. So how much you owe in taxes during retirement will depend on a combination of how your income is generated and the dollar amount of your income. So depending on uh, what you need, when you need it, That will tell us basically potentially what tax bracket you'll be in. There's ways to potentially lower your future tax bracket. So let's just talk about some of those pre-tax accounts. Uh, So the most common ones, 401Ks, traditional IRAs, 403Bs, 457 plans. There's other ones that, that go in there, TSPs generally. Savers uh, were given a tax deduction when they put into those accounts, meaning you're putting into those accounts, you're delaying till a future date to pay taxes on those, which is great while you're working. Not so great in retirement, seeing that every dollar you withdraw out of there, you're going to get tax dollar for dollar. So the alternative to that is those post-tax retirement accounts, those Roth IRAs, uh, Roth 401ks. Many people don't realize that they have a Roth 401k available at their employer so if you don't know you might want to go check with your employer and make sure that they offer a roth 401k so unlike a traditional ira you won't get a tax deduction for the contributions into your roth accounts but it will grow tax-free and when you withdraw in the future all of those withdrawals will be tax-free as long as you follow the rules of a roth ira and roth 401k
2: Yeah, I have a friend, Bob, who is a weatherman in a a town far away from here. Uh, But his goal was to get to a million dollars in his IRA. And the second he got there, he retired. And then I heard him griping about a year later because he said, Listen, I had a million dollars, but I don't get a million dollars. He's only going to get like uh, 700, 750,000 out of that. And I know that sounds like an amazing amount of money to just have, you know, fall in your lap, but that's his life's work. And He's also expecting that the last thirty years. So the math, you know, that's a big difference between seven hundred and fifty and a million
3: dollars. Huge difference. And as I was saying, many folks they forget about that. You know, like you say, your friend he had a dollar figure in mind, million dollars. But yeah, that million dollars isn't all yours, buddy. You better start planning for that. So uh, a few things that I do want to touch on though recently because with those pre-tax accounts, those traditional IRAs and four hundred one ks. At some point, the IRS is going to come knocking at your door and telling you, hey, it's time to start paying those taxes. And before, it used to be age 70 and a half. So you reached age 70 and a half. And whether you were withdrawing out of those pre-tax accounts or not, you're going to have to start taking withdrawals so you can start paying up on taxes. Okay. Then the SECURE Act happened in December of 2019 and they raised the required minimum distribution age, RMD age, to age 72. And now, not to confuse you any further, they just passed a Secure Act 2.0, and that started at the beginning of this year, and that raised the required minimum distribution age to now age 73. So RMDs don't apply, to Roth IRAs. So that's what I'm uh, where I'm getting at right now. So if you start looking to put into those Roth IRAs, there's nobody at this point telling you, "Hey, you got to start pulling out of that account." And even if you have to, you've already paid taxes on there anyway. You're not going to be paying taxes on your withdrawals.
2: That's Sean Mueller Mueller Retirement Planning 248-988-9696. The website is just his name of his company, Mueller Retirement dot All right. I'm trying to follow all this and they changed the rules on you. And so I'm kind of concerned because one of the the rules that changed is the penalties and Mm -hmm. it was the worst penalty in the tax code. They cut it in half. And I believe this is still the worst penalty in the tax code.
3: Yeah, it used to be 50%. So basically, if you forgot to take that required minimum distribution or you didn't take enough they would penalize you 50% of what you didn't take that you had to take. So that was terrible. Uh, Now, as you said, they reduced that by 50%. So now they only penalize you 25% of what you didn't take out to satisfy that required minimum distribution.
2: All right. So when we're dealing with all this, is this something that
3: uh, you can do by yourself? Do I have to call you? You don't have to call, but we make it a whole lot easier. We track your required minimum distributions, making sure that they're getting satisfied. We're also taking a look and when we build your plan to see if Roth conversions work for you. So as we all know, when you're doing Roth conversions, you're paying taxes on those conversions as you're doing it. So you gotta be careful as far as not driving yourself up into a higher tax bracket. Or maybe that's okay for you, and you're okay with paying a little bit more now, knowing that taxes most likely will be going up in the future. So that's one thing. you got to make sure you're not driving your Medicare premiums up higher. So these are all things that you want to consider when you're doing Roth conversions, but there's many ways to really put these plans together to help you in the future be in a better tax situation.
2: All right. Well, when we get all this set up and we're, we're looking at the IRA. Uh, do you have a preference on what is inside the IRA? You know, uh, when I first set up my 401k back in the day, I just put in some target date funds and then I've tried to be a little more crafty since I rolled it over into an IRA and doing some indexing and, and whatnot. Do you have some just general guidance for someone like me on where that money should be? Because I'm not taking a bunch of risk on like individual stocks or whatnot, but you know, I, I, I can't, I haven't had this discussion as many times as as you have.
3: Yeah, you want to get that diversification. So you could do that many different ways. Some folks use mutual funds for that. Uh, some folks use exchange traded funds to do that. So you want to make sure that you're getting nice diversification first and foremost. And that could be amongst other sectors in the market, and maybe international or merging market, stocks to bonds. So you just want to make sure you get it nice and diversified. But then there's other things that you can look at. And, you know, there's some individual stocks that that may do well. Maybe you're looking at higher dividend paying stocks. But what you want to do is make sure that you got a healthy combination of potentially a little bit of everything in there. And you also want to take a look at principal protection. There's different... Uh, what I would consider uh, tiers of money. You know, you have your basic tiers, your savings accounts. We're not really looking for that necessarily to make money or make much money. You want to be able to get to that fast. And then there's other tiers, maybe a CD or a fixed annuity in there. But again, you want to make sure you have other things in there offsetting the overall risk in your portfolio.
2: All right. This is Sean Mueller from Mueller Retirement Planning. We're just going over some of the basics here on the most popular accounts. These are the most popular savings vehicles. Over 19 trillion was in them as of the end of 2020. So kind of a big deal. Uh, Sean, when, when the time comes and
3: I retire, what do I do with that IRA? Yeah. So really when you retire, most of the time it's in a 401k. You can then roll that over into a traditional IRA. It just gives you more options to invest in. Most 401Ks are just very limited. Now, again, you wanna seek the help of a professional to make sure that that's the right decision for you. But at that point, then we gotta start to set up your plan how much income do you need? Do you need guaranteed income? Do you need that income to continue to grow? Yes, we need to outpace inflation in most years. So that's when you start setting it up in the different buckets that we've discussed in uh, previous shows. So if you want to hear about that, then uh, just go to our website and uh, our shows are posted on the website as well. So get those buckets set up. For 13 years, I've been doing that, walking clients through the thought-out process called the Mueller Map to help them come to the right decision for their financial plans, including what to do about taxes and inflation. If you're retired or you're thinking about retiring within the next five years, I want you to pick up the phone and give us a call right now at 248-988-9696. Go to our website, MuellerRetirementPlanning.com and book your appointment now.
0: It's never too late to fine-tune your financial plans. To schedule your complimentary visit with Sean, text VISIT to 248-988-9696. That's VISIT to 248-988-9696.
3: A lot of times you end up spending more in retirement even though you think in your head you're not going to. Now you have all this time on your hands. You wanna do all the things you didn't have time to do while you were working. Welcome back to Retire Right with
2: Sean Mueller and co-host James Parker. Welcome back. You're listening to Retire Right with Sean Mueller. I'm James Parker. You want to listen to Sean when it comes to finances because he's the founder and CEO of Mueller Retirement Planning. It's a local firm that helps people just like yourself come up with a strategy to get ready for retirement and get through retirement and achieve the lifestyle you are accustomed to. That's the goal around here. 248-988-9696. One of the big tools people are using to get there 401k, IRAs, you know, there's different variations, 403Bs. I don't know what all the different numbers and stuff that comes across your desk, Sean. But a lot of them are, you know, if they don't have the exact same rules or similar rules and strategies as to what we're talking about here. And one of the things I noticed, um, this happened to some personal friends of mine who are business owners when the pandemic happened and there was a shock to the economy. Some of them dipped into their IRA to keep their business going. They are regretting it now because making up that ground is difficult.
3: Absolutely. That's, that's tough to hear that they had to do that. They're pulling out of their IRAs while things are going down. There's so much uncertainty. Then we started having uh, a couple of good years in there. And then last year, not so great. So I'm sure that affected their overall savings as well.
2: Yeah. And look, it's it's sad because they were, they're they not treating it as some sort of ATM. You know, they had a cause to go in there to save their business with the idea what's worse, going out of business or dipping into your IRA. Cause, you know, if you can save your business, maybe you can get some of that money back into your retirement savings. Uh, but I don't think a whole lot of people take it lightly. Uh, they they just are surprised by how big the hit is if you have to take a withdrawal from those accounts and you're not uh, a certain age. Is it 59, 59 and a half? What's
3: the rule? Yeah, on that one? 59 and a half.
2: Yeah. So there's a penalty on top of that plus the taxes. So you have to take out much more than you need just to net what it takes to survive. And, uh, it, it seems like a brutal experience.
3: Yeah, absolutely. It can be devastating to one's retirement, but what do you do? All right. We, you, you need a strategy for withdrawing money from those accounts to help make sure that you don't run out of money. Now for those folks, You know it was an emergency situation they had to go in there and they were saving their business and it's understandable it's unfortunate and those things happen but for those folks that didn't have to uh what do you do how do you withdraw out of there and and how do you do it in the most strategic way some folks use uh they take a fixed dollar withdrawal so every month they'll say look i need fifteen hundred dollars out of that account and that's what they'll withdraw is only that $1,500, and they they stick to that. Uh, Others limit to withdrawals just to income. So maybe they don't need an exact fixed dollar amount, but the portfolio is maybe generating 3% or 4% or whatever it is. So they just have those dividends and income uh, pay them out, whether it be a monthly or a quarterly payout. Uh, Others take a look and create an income floor. So they say, all right, what do I absolutely need to pay all of my bills? Maybe it's seventy five thousand for the year, so i like to I like to put this in perspective, okay? So let's say you need seventy five thousand dollars per year out of your own assets, and let's say you do that for twenty five years. your retirement's for twenty five years. That number's gonna add up to one million eight hundred and seventy five thousand dollars that you'll need over that time period, and that's not even accounting for inflation. So that's just giving you a base number. So I just like to say that to people so it starts to get them thinking of, wow, if I plan on being retired for 25 years, how much money am I actually going to need?
2: Yeah, and I don't have that level of assets yet.
3: (laughs) Right, a lot of folks don't. Look, that's why we need to continue to grow those assets while we're withdrawing off of them. So how do you grow them? How do you get income off of them? And how do you keep them safe? And that's where we come in and that's where we put in the plans in place to help you do that.
2: All right. So how do you figure out how much we'll need for these different accounts to generate? Because, you know, if you ask me how much I want the account to generate, it'd be infinity dollars. But, you know, that's not a realistic expectation. What is a realistic expectation of return?
3: I'll say this. Most folks underestimate how much they spend. Every time I'm sitting, it seems like almost every time I'm sitting in front of somebody, they drastically underestimate what they need to spend. I ask them, you know, how much do you guys currently spend? What do you plan on spending in retirement? And they just give you a lowball number. They're just like, well, we don't spend much on food. You know, so just know that most of the time you're lowballing it. So you need to uh, determine how much you need every month. Uh, And a good way to determine that is take a look at your checkbook. Most of your bills should be coming out of your checkbook, even if you pay most of your stuff through a credit card. Well, you got to pay that credit card normally through your checking account. So you can look monthly. I I like to even look, you know, the whole year at the end of December, uh, banks will calculate, you know, give you your whole year total and see how much you actually withdrew out of there. Maybe even take a look at the last two years. That's going to give you a realistic number of what you might need in retirement.
2: So when people underestimate their spending, I feel like you're talking about me because when I went through the process of actually trying to make a budget uh, a few years ago, I actually figured out there's a whole category of stuff that I hadn't even thought of. And that it's something every month. It's someone's birthday gift or some friend of the family has like a son that's graduating from something. And so you got to put $100 in an envelope and mail it to you know some random address. You know, these things that pop up that you just don't think about. I bet you've seen them in the office all the
3: time there and it's always something it, something's always going to pop up that you're not thinking about so I- Again, that's why I like to really take a look at the last year, maybe the last two years. So let's take a look at all your spending. Does it total five thousand a month? Is it closer to three thousand a month? Maybe you spend ten thousand a month. Then let's uh, look at what you have. If you have five million dollars, you're probably not going to have a problem spending that ten thousand dollars a month. Most likely, you're not going to run out of money. But if you have five hundred thousand dollars there might be a huge problem and you're going to be running out of money if you're going to be spending that $10,000 a month. So you really have to understand how much you spend. That is going to be first and foremost. All
2: right. That's Sean Mueller from Mueller Retirement Planning, 248-988-9696. The website is muellerretirementplanning.com. And I'll say it again slower, 248-988-9696. All right. So we're talking about uh, what you can do with your traditional IRA or 401k, because these are these are both tax-deferred accounts. But let's talk about more uh, of the Roth side of it. So you pay the taxes now and have tax-free withdrawals later. What do we need to know about this strategy?
3: Yeah, it's the best account to have is the Roths. Like you say, you pay taxes, you let it grow tax-free in the future great you withdraw out of it you're not paying taxes you don't have required minimum distributions off of roth ira as well so that's something to note you know those traditional iras they're going to make you withdraw out of there so you're going to be selling securities in there maybe that you like and you want to hold on to that and, and paying taxes so get money into that roth ira so if you're doing conversions you got to know your tax bracket you got to know if you have headroom before you go up into that next tax bracket. So when you hear that headroom, it's the amount of money you have uh, before it pushes you up into a higher tax bracket. So know that. Do you care if you go into that next tax bracket? Some people are in the, currently are in the 22. They're, they're more than happy to pay into that 24% tax bracket. They'll pay the extra 2% because they feel that taxes are going to be going up much higher than that in the future, and especially over the next 25 years uh, while they're retired. That way, if you convert $50,000, what I want to talk about now is is paying those taxes when you do the conversion, because there's a couple different ways to do that. You can either pay those taxes during tax season out of your checking and savings account. That's going to be a little bit more beneficial for you. That way, if you do a $50,000 conversion, all $50,000 goes into that Roth, and it will grow tax-free. Okay, the other way you could do it is you can actually withhold taxes as you're doing those conversions. So theoretically, you're not going to be paying that tax bill during tax season. So if you do that same fifty thousand dollar conversion, you pay your taxes on that. Maybe only thirty five thousand goes into the Roth at that point, and then grows tax free. So you're not getting, you know, you're you're really missing out on fifteen thousand dollars that could potentially be growing tax free because you withheld taxes. Well, you
2: keep. Making inferences, and I'm not saying I disagree with you that taxes are going to be higher in the future, or your tax bracket's going to be higher in the future. What do you think about that, Sean? Do you think taxes are going to be higher in the future?
3: I do. Uh, I mean, it's really it's federal law that taxes will be going up. They'll be sunsetting at the end of uh, 2025, so it's law that they're g- going to be going up. Now, what will happen from now until then? Who knows? But with the debt and everything else that's going on, uh, there's a lot of what ifs going on right now? I don't want to get too far into it, but uh, all signs point to higher taxes in the future.
2: Yeah, I, I kind of believe that too, because I don't hear anyone really talking about curtailing spending very much. And that money has to come from somewhere, Sean. And I think that's going to come from me.
3: That's right. And, and you're absolutely right. The spending, it doesn't matter at this point you know, you can get into Democrat, Republican. At at this point, everybody's just spending. It's just how much can we spend to keep these good times rolling?
2: Well, look, you say you highly favor the Roth accounts. I have no money in a Roth IRA, but I do have money in an IRA. Do I start this process now? Do I start it 10 years before retirement? What's the timetable on when I should think about making some of these conversions?
3: It's the same answer uh, as when is the best time to plant a tree, 10 years ago? Yeah, Uh, the second best answer is now. So just because you didn't do it 10 years ago doesn't mean you shouldn't do it at all, do it now. Uh, Well, first, if you're 18 years old, I mean, look to start putting into a Roth IRA. Even before that, if you have uh, uh, wages, start putting into a Roth, that's the time to do it. Start as young as possible. But if you're one of those that didn't, uh i mean i wouldn't just wait until you get closer to retirement no the sooner the better get those taxes off the table and while you're working you have maybe some uh disposable income that you can pay those taxes and allowing more to go in that tax-free roth bucket so it's never too late to do it but you do have to consider your headroom and you know are you going to drive yourself into a higher tax bracket for some people it it may not make sense. It just it just may not make sense for others. Maybe you do a five thousand dollar conversion. Other people can do a hundred thousand dollar conversion. Everybody is different, and that's why you need to sit down with a professional, uh, a financial planner, as well as a qualified uh, tax accountant that can help guide you. Do, uh, you know while you're doing this, so you're not you know making these uh, what you would think would be small errors end up turning out to be much larger errors.
2: Yeah, I don't like that errors talk because errors, you know, when you're playing uh, a game means, oh, no, you're going to lose errors when you're talking about your finances means thousands of dollars.
3: Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to just throw away thousands of dollars, flush it down the toilet or just give it to the government and let them kind of blow it on frivolous stuff.
2: Yeah. You know what? I think they
3: get enough of my money, Sean. I believe they probably do, and I feel the same way.
2: All right. Stick around. We're going to keep talking about uh, more financial goodness. We'll make it worth your time. But if you have any questions in the meantime, 248-988-9696. The website is dot com. I'm James Parker with Sean Mueller. We'll be right back with more Retire Right.
0: It's never too late to fine tune your financial plans. To schedule your complimentary visit with Sean, text VISIT to 248-988-9696. That's VISIT to 248-988-9696. According to the U.S. Debt Clock, in the time you hear this commercial, our nation's debt will go up by $1.5 million. That's more than $2 billion a day. Right now, our debt is over $31 trillion and climbing fast. The question is, how do we pay it off? The answer is increasing taxes. Now think about your retirement accounts. Do you want to pay taxes on some of that money now when rates are historically low or later when rates are potentially higher? Whether you should pay taxes now or in retirement depends on a lot of things. Sean Mueller and his team at Mueller Retirement Planning know what to look for. Sean can help you create a plan so your retirement is as tax efficient as possible. Call 248-988-9696 to set up a visit with Sean Mueller and Mueller Retirement Planning. When taxes go up, will you be ready? Call now, 248-988-9696. Firm may not give tax advice, investment advisory products, and services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor.
2: Welcome back. You're listening to Retire Right with Sean Mueller. I'm James Parker. Listen to Sean though on these financial questions we're about to go over here because he's the founder and CEO of Mueller Retirement Planning. MuellerRetirementPlanning.com is his website. And look, while he's doing his gig during the week being a financial advisor he gets all kinds of questions some people are asking him questions in the office on the phone email some of them through the radio show but what we do is we take some of the questions that we like and we think that you will be interested in we put them to the side and we ask them here toward the end of the show so you ready for another segment of the mailbag sean
3: i am more than ready all right well let me get the stack here
2: all right first question I've only been retired a few years, and I'm really worried about spending too much right now. It just seems really irresponsible to go crazy with spending money. But I also hate that I feel like I'm wasting all my free time not doing anything. What should I do?
3: Yeah. First, how much is too much? Do you have a plan? Because uh, too much for you might not be too much for someone else. So you need to make sure you have a plan. And then with that plan, then you can actually go, yes, I am spending too much. Uh, you know, it's, it's well beyond my budget. So you, you need to get a plan. You need to get a budget. And then we can start talking about how much uh, in assets have you saved and how can we generate sufficient income nice and safe and consistently for you. A lot of folks do end up doing that as far as when they first initially retire, they'll spend more in in the early years. They're excited. They're traveling more. And that's why you can set up a plan for that. So you're not feeling guilty, you know, by spending more in those first maybe five years. So you could set the plan up. Hey, we're going to we're going to go out a little bit harder than what we would in the later years. So, you know, in these five years, we plan to go to Italy and in Paris and travel. Great. And that's why you need a budget. That's why you need a plan. So you can plan for that. So you're not feeling guilty by, Hey, I'm just spending, spending, spending. And am I going to run out of money? Well, that's why you need a plan.
2: Well, I think, uh, this guy being newly retired, Might just need to see that uh, things aren't going to go so bad uh, a year or two into retirement. He's not having some big giant spin down like he was uh, scared of. I think maybe just a little time to settle into this new income stream might assuage some of his fears.
3: Yeah, it's just a different time of your life. You're no longer making money as far as wages go. And your money that you built up over time is now your paycheck. So it's definitely a different feeling. You know, you, you see the money's coming right out of your investments. And if you happen to have, you know, a rough year in the market, you're seeing your asset go down and you're pulling out off of that asset. It could really make you feel uncomfortable.
2: All right. Uh, next question for the mailbag. This one says... What is the difference between maximizing your Social Security and optimizing your benefits? I've heard people talk about both.
3: That is a fantastic question. So maximizing your Social Security, simple. You're delaying it to age 70. We know if you delay your Social Security to age 70, you're going to get the maximum out of your benefit. But optimizing your benefit, you're figuring out what the best timing to take your Social Security is for you. So two entirely different things, because by maxing out your your benefit until age 70 might not be the right thing for you, even though that's the most you're going to receive from Social Security. What happens if you pass away at 73 years old? by delaying it and maxing it out, probably wasn't the best case for you. Maybe uh, taking it at 65 and collecting eight extra years or eight full years would have been a much more optimal time for you to turn on social security. So maximizing it, you're delaying to age 70 so you get the largest you can. Optimizing it is the best timing for you and that's why you need a plan. By
2: the way, if you want to add in your own question, 248-988-9696. The website is MuellerRetirementPlanning.com. We'd love to answer your question on a, a future episode. This one says, Sean, I don't understand people who want to retire early. I'm 68, and I just don't feel like stopping and doing nothing all the time. I'm not interested in nonstop fishing trips or vacations. That just sounds lazy. What kind of planning should someone like me be doing?
3: I get this more than I would have thought getting into this industry, that there's many folks that don't really plan to retire. Great. You like your job. You might not have a lot of hobbies, but hey, you work as long as you want. But you should always have a plan in the event, you know at some point, you're, you're not going to work anymore. If you are one of the lucky ones and you die of old age, well, guess what? At some point, you're not going to be able to work anymore. So what you want to do is plan maybe that uh, you'll stop working at 75 or 78. But what I would suggest starting out is, okay, what if something happened? What if you get in an accident and you're disabled and you can't work anymore? Will your portfolio hold up if that happened tomorrow? So why don't you start planning and just make sure that you don't need to work? You're just doing it because that's what you love to do. Let's set up the plan to make sure. That in the event something tragic happens, or you're just unable to work, you just never know what can happen. That your portfolio is going to hold up because you could be disabled now and live into your ninety. Let's make sure that you know your your money's going to going to hold up and generate the proper income that you're going to need.
2: All right, I got another question from the mailbag for you, Sean. All right. This one says we've been thinking for years about our dream retirement, and we're ready to make it happen. We have our retirement home search narrowed down to two communities and we've reached out to a realtor to help us with the purchase. Is there anything we need to double check before we pull the trigger on our dream retirement home?
3: You want to start with the basics first. Does it fit into your budget? Don't become home poor because you want to live in a big house or it's your retirement dream. So let's make sure that it fits in your budget. Another thing to look at is can you age into the home? is the primary suite on the main floor or will you have to walk upstairs? So, you you know, you might be retiring at age 65 and it's not a big deal going upstairs, but when you're 82, it's going to be a big deal. Also, I would suggest looking at how you enter the home. Do you have to go upstairs before you actually get into the house? Because that could be a problem. You got to start thinking. I know a lot of folks don't want to start thinking about things like this, but what if something happened to you or your spouse and you need some home care? Is it convenient for home care uh, for that person to come in, that caregiver, maybe to stay there for a few days if you need them? Um, uh, another thing to look at, look at the neighborhood. How long will it take for you to actually drive to your health care appointments as you age? Most of the time you start going to the doctors more. You want to make sure that that's convenient especially as you get older and maybe driving isn't uh no longer in your wheelhouse let's say you don't want to have to drive 15 or 20 miles just to get to your basic checkup Uh, you also want to consider if you're somebody who is close with your family is it convenient for your family to get there as well because you may actually need their help as you age Uh, maybe you just maybe it's something simple you need help moving things or you need them to actually help care for you. Is it convenient? So before you make that final purchase and say this is our dream home, this is where we're going to stay forever, make sure you can grow old into that house.
2: Is there uh, in- anything else people need to know before they get into their retirement home? You know, I guess one of the big questions would be: uh, Do you prefer for them to have a mortgage or not have a mortgage, or is it a big deal? But you know, I, I haven't bought my retirement home yet. I hadn't even thought about it. What I- what else do I need
3: to know? It's always preferable to to not have a mortgage. That's great. But I do not think that's the end all be all. I know a lot of folks get so focused on paying off their house before they retire or maybe a year or two in retirement. Let's just see if that can fit into your budget. Uh, because sometimes it might make sense, uh, depending on what's going on in the market and interest rates to maybe carry a little bit of a mortgage. It all depends, but yes, preferably, you know, no debt is the best way to go.
2: Yeah. And look, you already caught me. Cause I didn't think about, uh, can a caregiver stay there comfortably, but, I will when that time comes around now. So I I don't know. I just don't want to miss anything. So
3: I know I hear a lot of folks that their their rooms are on the second floor. So they turn their dining room in, unfortunately, uh, to basically a bedroom where their spouse has to stay for for an extended period of time.
2: All right, Sean Mueller, thank you very much for uh, going through the mailbag segment with this. Anything else on your mind today to, to help answer some of these questions?
3: I always want people to know uh, give us a call it, it, you know th- this is what we're doing for our clients every single day we're planning for these things we're planning for long term care or other or other healthcare we're planning for investments for income so these are things we're doing every day give us a call at 248-988-9696 or go directly to our website at mullerretirementplanning.com book an appointment there and we'd love to see you we're in Southfield Michigan just south of 696 off of Evergreen Road. We would love to see you in our office.
2: All right. That's Sean Mueller, founder and CEO of Mueller Retirement Planning. I'm James Parker. We'll see you next week for another episode of Retire Right.
1: Retire Right is the name of our radio show. It is used solely for marketing purposes and should not be seen as a promise or guarantee of investment results or preservation of principle. Investment advisory products and services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. Insurance products are offered through the insurance business Mueller Retirement Planning, Inc. Mueller Retirement Planning is also an investment advisory practice that offers products and services through AE Wealth Management, LLC, a registered investment advisor. AEWM does not offer insurance products. The insurance products offered by Mueller Retirement Planning, Inc. are not subject to investment advisor requirements. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims-paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as a sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual's situation. Mueller Retirement Planning is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during the show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained herein provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Mueller Retirement Planning, Inc. This radio show is a paid placement.